Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey there, welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the natural family planning conversation. I'm your host, Ellen Holloway. All right, we are welcoming Anna Saucier to the podcast, and I'm so excited to have you. Oh, it is such an honor to be here, Ellen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Could you start by just giving us a little introduction to who you are and what you do? Sure. I am a mama of two littles and a wife and a digital nomad. Um, <laughs> we are, those are the, those are the fine points, right? I mean, those are the, <laughs> those are the key things where we are a traveling family, um, not right now during COVID, but that was one of our dreams. And so about a year and a half ago, we got rid of everything and we set out with our backpacks and kind of went traveling around the world. That is amazing. Thank oh my you. gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it is incredible. It's, it's hard and incredible um, traveling around with two little kids, but it's, it, we struggled for seven years to get pregnant. I think you knew that Ellen. And so we just, we never, we didn't want to waste any time in saying, these are our dreams, you know, no matter what roadblocks or challenges we're going to have doing it, let's just do it and figure it out along the way. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. (laughs) Although I don't think I'm going to pack everything up into a backpack anytime soon and start traveling the world. (laughs) Well, I know you just moved. (laughs) And got yes. settled too, right? So one thing <laughs> at a time. Oh man. Um, so, starting from our struggle to conceive, um, I became passionate about helping women and couples not to go through what we went through. And so, I became a Creighton model fertility care practitioner to help couples learn to chart their cycles so that they could understand what's going on with their fertility, either for avoiding or achieving pregnancy, um, and also for for diagnosing and treating those underlying health issues that, that can cause a lot of problems. So I did that for several years working directly with clients and, and then I just felt a pull to go bigger. So these days I am working with FABM or NFP instructors and educators, as well as those working more in the medical professions, working on restorative reproductive health care for them to expand their outreach, um, to get more clients, to build businesses, to uh, make a bigger impact. Oh, that is so incredible. Like all that you're doing. And I know you, like you have this incredible resource and groups on Facebook to, you know, connect these people and the work that you're doing is fabulous for, you know, connecting me with other people to talk to for this podcast. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's a great compliment. It's so fun. I love it. I love my work. That is fabulous. Like, I think we should all strive to just love what we do as our work. And then it's just not work. Amen. Amen. (laughs) That's the goal. All right. Let's jump into this topic. I am just so pumped to talk about it because when I first learned about this in marriage prep, I was like, well, that seems kind of out there. Um, And so we are talking about the, the, the myth of NFP, using NFP in your marriage uh, leads to, you know, this perfect marriage and there's like almost no divorces with couples who use NFP. So we're just going to like dive into that and break that down and explain that myth or, or 
it's kind of not a myth. It's kind of is a myth. <laughs> a it's of- such a juicy topic. I know. <laughs> Let's do it. I feel like I didn't really explain that all that well, but <laughs> <laughs> you did. It was awesome. We're, you hear that. You hear that um, people don't get divorced when they use an NFP. So what's the truth? Right. What does that true? mean? Is it not true? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. All right. So let's, let's start with why do you think, or, or why do people think that using NFP means you won't get a divorce? Like, why do people think that? Oh man. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I trust I trust statistics about as far as I can throw them out and you know that we can, we can, <laughs> we can twist them around so much. It's, and we want things to be simple, you know, right. but I think that the truth is there's always more to the story. And I see this in two ways. I mean, you can't just like NFP not getting divorced. Um, it's not that black and white. Like, oh, of course not. It's like <laughs> not even is. gray. <laughs> um, because, okay. So and I think we can talk about two different things here. I think in one sense, there's, there's just more social um, pressures for Many couples who are using NFP, at least when we're talking about natural family planning, it's usually from a, uh, like a religious background, right? Right. And so I, I think of this, like I'm going to go back to when I was a teenager, right? <laughs> like you don't have sex before you're married. Like that was just a rule, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Just a thing. Like you don't do that. Um, and so there was just a pressure there where it was like, well, no, you know, even when I got to those situations, like, yeah, it was hard, you know, and yeah, I wanted to, you know, like mess around and, and do these different things, but there was still just a real strong, um, I don't want to use their brainwash, but like, like <laughs> training in there, it, it brainwashed in a good way. Like that was my wiring. And so I think, I think, you know, when it comes to a lot of faith-based marriages, you just, I don't, I don't really want to put this this way, Ellen, but you're like willing to work a little harder or it's like, it has this barrier that you're just not willing to cross. Right. I mean, divorce isn't really something that the Catholic church recognizes. I mean, there are annulments and that's a completely, I mean, that that's a whole nother topic. But divorce isn't something that should, you know, is done in Catholic marriages per se. And so just the fact that a couple using natural family planning is probably a practicing Catholic, then it, it's just like, it's almost not even a question. It's, it's kind of not part of the conversation. Right. So, you know, so that there's a little piece there that really just doesn't have anything to do with NFP. So maybe I'm getting off topic, but I think it's <laughs> worth, but I think it's worth considering. Like, okay, there are other things going on there. Right. Exactly. And you know, so we're we're looking, or you know, 
we're looking from the outside of like, okay, people who practice NFP have like a 0.2% divorce rate. Well, okay. Part of that is because these are probably very, um, devout practicing Catholics. And so there's a lot more than just the fact that they're using natural family planning that is, um, at play within their marriage. There is a lot more graces. There's a lot more prayer going on. There's a lot more communication going on. There's, um, you know, there's probably regular church attendance. There's so many more things that are going on within their marriage. Um, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, you said that very articulately, articulately, <laughs> if I can say you. that word. Um, we we're just talking about how it's like late at night for us because we're basically grandmas and it's like, yeah. 8 p.m. so, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I think you're quite a bit younger than I am though, Ellen. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I agree. Um, I think though that there, the other side of this is communication, yes. Which, which doesn't necessarily go always hand in hand with you know a faith based background and and all these other things, um, because it's a skill. And I think you know good communication in any relationship, um, that's just it's a, it's a wiring that we've that has been modeled to us, or it hasn't. And so I think even in a, a faith-based marriage, um, it's not a given. And so I think this is why it can be a myth. This is where we get into the myth part that, mm. you know, just because you're, you're both Catholic, you know, and you came from good families and um, you have decided to use NFP, doesn't mean that everything's going to be all sunshine and roses, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, if we want to get into the nitty gritty, let's do it. <laughs> right. Because the problem that this uh, myth gives newly married couples is it's like, oh my gosh, using natural family planning is like this magical bandaid that we can just like put yeah. on our marriage and we're not going to have any problems at all. That's what you read. <laughs> When you read the bullet point of like natural mm. family planning leads to lower divorce rates. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a whole, right. It's because it's a, you know, in some ways, Ellen, maybe it should be called natural family practice because, mm. it, because it's, it's a choice. I mean, it's just like saying we're in love and assuming that it's just, Things are going to be that way for the rest of our marriage in every other regard. No, we have to practice love, you know, and, and we practice all the things and we, we have to practice serving the other person and we have to practice learning um, what they like and dislike and what we like to do together. And, and again, that changes with different seasons, Oh, absolutely. I love the idea of changing it from natural family planning to natural family pl- practice. Okay, oh let's God. do it, Ellen. We'll let's just, just do you, it. You and me. <laughs> We're changing it right now. If you're listening to this, it's no longer natural family planning. It's natural family practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the same uh, acronym. So, 
or is that, is that what it's called? Yeah. NFP and NFP. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're good. Perfect. <laughs> we don't even have to like change any of that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk more about this communication aspect because communication really is the foundation of a good relationship. It's the, it's can be a defining point, um, of, of having a, a solid marriage. And what natural family planning does is it forces really deep communication on a very regular basis. And we've joked about this on the podcast before. If you can talk about cervical mucus with anybody, you can talk about anything. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, And I think a key part of communication that particularly comes into play with natural family planning is the vulnerability part. Mm. Um, Because, you know, often the, the woman is maybe um, coming from a, a social wiring of family planning is like, her responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, um, and when we're doing, and we're practicing NFP, it's, it's her, it's her body's signs that, that we're charting and it's vulnerable. It's a vulnerable position for, for her to, I mean, it, I'm stumbling over my words a little bit because I, if you, if you know what I'm trying to say, jump in Ellen, but, um, yeah, I, I think I know what you're going for is, is the, yeah, that's the social wiring of, um, this is all on the woman. And I think some of that also comes from, uh, just the prevalence of birth control, the birth control pill in our society. Cause that is all mm-hmm. on the woman. And so therefore anything having to do with family planning is, is all, on the woman because we're reading her signs. She has to be the one, you know, making like noticing what's going on, feeling the sensations, you know, taking the temperature, whatever it is for your particular method. Um, and so natural family planning, like when you are really engaging in the, um, the discernment of your family and using the fertility awareness based method that you are using, whether that's Creighton or symptothermal or whatever you're using, using that method to understand what is going on with your shared fertility and then talking about that together and mm-hmm. praying about that together. That's what's going to really foster that deep communication. I'm not mm. sure if that's where you were going, but that's where I thought you were going. You said it so amazingly well. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just coming together and saying, okay, what is, what does this mean for us? Right. Um, and vulnerable for her. Yes. Because it's, it's her body and she, and she has to, she's bringing those signs to the table and not saying I'm making the decision. We're saying we're making the decision. Mm. Um, and the man coming to that, and, and saying, I don't, you know, I don't have the, I'm fertile all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it just, yeah, the willingness to, to come with that together and say, all right, so what are we going to do with this? Right. And that really, it takes it off of the plate of the woman because, and, and we've kind of mentioned this a little bit in episodes before where it's like, um, where, where NFP can become kind of a barrier in communication is when it's practiced where the woman is writing everything down and then ends up acting as gatekeeper for sex. Mm-hmm. And that, that doesn't work. Yeah. It just, it hurts. It hurts your relationship. It hurts the woman. Um, Cause it's just like, no, 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 no. Okay. Yes. You know, that's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but when you're really practicing um, NFP and taking the data that the woman is collecting and then discussing that together as a couple, it no longer becomes all on the woman. It's just, the woman is just like data collecting. And then together as a couple, you're doing the discernment part and the prayer part and, uh, and deciding whether or not to, you know, postpone a pregnancy, uh, try to conceive, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So what else? What else fosters <laughs> good communication in in a marriage? Oh. We're both married. We should know this. Yeah, what what does I mean, <laughs> like I just asked you that question. I haven't even thought of it myself. <laughs> um yeah, that's good. But it, it, we, yeah, along the lines of the vulnerability um I think practicing that in so many ways is so healthy. Um, and it's, it's hard for me to do a lot of the time because when I, especially with little kids, my husband and I don't have a lot of time to talk mm-hmm. and, um, and we have to make that time. And so I tend to want to prepare, you know, a discussion or like have all my ducks in a row before I bring something. And that can lead to, um, to a habit of not being vulnerable with him, sure. you know? And so, so I have to really intentionally say, or find those little times, even if it's just when, you know, that suddenly the kids are playing well with each other for a couple minutes, Hey, I'm not sure what to do about this. What do you think? You know, um, and, and, just being willing and, and even putting ourselves in those positions of, um, of having communication around something that you both may not be sure of. Definitely. And again, this goes back to like the word practice. This, this is mm-hmm. not something that you can just like throw on the back burner. Um, you have to continually find those opportunities for communication. And so, you know, natural family planning is, is great in that, like at the very least, roughly like once or twice a month, you're going to need to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, find, finding those moments. And I was also thinking again on that, like vulnerability aspect, like back to the idea of like talking about cervical mucus and then being able to talk about anything, um, just, once, and, and again, we've talked about this in a previous episode back in our Advent series. If you go to the fourth, uh, the fourth episode of that, we talk about the difficulty of getting over kind of the hump of being comfortable talking about 
you know, things like cervical mucus, because that is, that is a, a bit of a barrier right at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. when you're starting to practice natural family planning. But once you get past that, um, it just, it opens up a world of, of being able to come to your spouse about anything mm-hmm. and everything that's bothering you or concerning you, or just like seems weird. Um, yeah. because you're, you're already talking about like some pretty, uh, intimate, like, bodily functions, which for some reason in our culture is like weird to talk about, but once yeah. you pass that, like then, then you're golden. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe it, it can even help to practice talking about, I mean, maybe not the details of the different cervical mucus patterns, but talking, just being free to talk about cycles and periods with other women. Yes. You know, I'm a huge advocate of um, stepping out of that taboo. And I would assume that that could only help the conversations within the marriage as well. Definitely. And going off on that tangent just a little bit, um, I just feel like recently, as I've really been um, opening up a lot more to my own friends uh, about Uh, my cycle and things like that. It's been so freeing to be able to kind of talk about like where I am in my cycle. And, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm planning to do like a project with a friend, um, and I'm just like not feeling it because I'm at the end of my cycle, um, I can reach out and be like, Hey, could we actually, you know, move this to another week? Because I'm just really not feeling it right now. And I know I would be totally on it um, next week and, and things like that. It's been so awesome for my friendships. And, and again, I think that could only, um, build, build a a spousal relationship, um, in being able to talk about those kind of things as well. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, there's a whole social construct around, um, just misunderstanding the, the woman's body and seeing these, um, seeing these unique patterns and changes and the, um, you know, the, just the phases of the cycle where hormones are different and we feel different and have different superpowers, um, not seeing those as gifts and as things to lean into, but as barriers. And that comes into this natural family planning conversation as well. So, you know, if we do, if we do, when we do, you know, when we're, (laughs) we can make more and more headway about just making these, these normal and powerful and not the, like the, the second, you know, not the, um, the exception to the male body, but the complement to it. And so yes. you know, this is the amazingness that, that the woman's body is bringing to the table and let's understand that together, um, and be in awe of it and be like, this is amazing. You know, God gave us this map that we can, um, that we can work with and we can be in, um, I don't like to use the word control, but be in command, um, Mm. of our, of our planning and of our practice. Definitely. Well, I'm just thinking about, um, and, and I think I, I think my husband and I naturally do this, but, um, just the aspect of, of, the woman in a married relationship, being able to know where she is in her cycle and, and also like her spouse to know where she is in her cycle. Like if he's helping charting, or if he's also just like looking at the chart, 
Um, and, and being able to understand like, oh, um, wow, you got like so much done today. And that makes so much sense. Um, I could definitely ask you to do a few more things, uh, dear wife of mine. And then (laughs) it's like, oh, wow. Uh, you were super snippy to me, but I kind of understand why maybe you were. And let's talk about that in a couple more days. And we can, you know, we can discuss this like frustration that we're having a little bit later because, uh, you know, totally. <laughs> so about, like, uh, yeah, I just think like being able to, to be aware of those things and, and as husband know, when it's like, when it would be literally the best thing in the world to tell your wife, Hey, why don't you go take a bath and I will clean up the kitchen tonight? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yeah, because he knows what she needs. Exactly. Those times when, when we need a little bit more, uh, self-care or quiet time. And and then those other times when it's like, we are on top of the world and doing everything on our to-do list and everybody else's to-do list. <laughs> right. And, and we are recognizing that that is the time that we can give extra service to our husband. Exactly. You know, and, and, and reciprocate that. Exactly. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful, just like uh, dance. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I love dance analogies. I, my <laughs> family, my parents are dancers and it, that just, yeah, it builds a beautiful analogy. If you, if you know how like a ballroom dancing works, um, there's leading and following. And so you have to work together to, um, to dance beautifully. It isn't just like one person's in control and the other person just like, doesn't have to pay attention. Um, it's, it's very much like a give and take. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, the dance, the dance of the menstrual like cycle, Mm-hmm. within a marriage. What a beautiful analogy. And also sort of weird. Just, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So um, we've been talking for a while. And one thing I for sure want to cover before we um, close out this episode is I want to talk about like why, why we say this in marriage prep. Why are we trying to sell NFP. And why, why do we even use this to like sell it? Yeah. It's a really good question, Alan, because it's, it's easier to have a thing to sell than to say communication, you know, um, it's really going to help your marriage. Well, everybody can say that, but what is the actual practice of it? So in a way, you, if you're adopting the dance of natural <laughs> family planning, then um, doing it well, it can have a huge impact on the longevity of your marriage because of, and so maybe the answer is that it's just missing a lot of context. And maybe what is left out is that things that make you stronger and more whole and more integrated and better able to serve other people are a hard practice Mm. to do. And that's okay. I mean, it's harder to live your life in um, angst and fighting and miscommunication 
over the long term. So, you know, I love the phrase, choose your hard, like which hard do you want? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think it's important to be upfront about it. You know, this is not an easy practice, but this is why it works so well. And so don't forget to, to lean into really the opportunity that it, opportunity that it is for you. It's not, um, you know, like getting a certain tool is not going to magically make you getting a, let's see, which is the right tool, getting you a lathe is not going to magically make you into, you know, a wonderful carpenter. You have to practice it um, and build it into a skill. So it necessarily entails the whole conversation that's behind it. Okay. Why are we doing this? You know, what, for what purpose, what is our intention um, and how are we going to respect each other in this? How are we going to have these conversations? And that's not all something we decide in the beginning and that it's all <laughs> tutti frutti. Um, but it, it's a constant conversation and those can be hard, but that's what builds muscles that flow into every other, whoops, something just fell off my desk. Sorry. <laughs> But those are the skills that flow into every other area of the marriage. It's not that NFP fixes everything. It's that when you lean into that practice, you are building skills to do everything else. Oh, yes. I love that. And I also love it that you're killing it on the uh, analogies. Uh. (laughs) I don't know where it got laid. (laughs) I know. I thought of random. I was like, wow. Okay. Like, wow. I don't even know if I could have pulled that word like out of my brain. <laughs> no, well, I'll get, I asked my, I actually asked my dad, my dad is just fantastic woodwork. And I asked him today, Hey, could you make wooden plates? Because a little glimpse into my life, we <laughs> were trying not to lo- to use plastic, but with a five-year-old and a three-year-old, we're like breaking glass and ceramic once a week. And I'm like, dad, can you make us some wooden plates? And he said, I could, if I had a lathe, now, you know, the whole story, (laughs) why that word's in my head. That makes sense where the word lathe came from. Cause I was like, wow, I didn't think she does woodworking. I I don't know how she even like knows what that is. (laughs) I'm not even really sure. I know what a lathe is, but yeah. And your listeners don't. So it was probably not a great one for context, but all right, well, we'll put a link to a picture of a lathe in the show notes in case Brilliant. you don't know what it is. Cause I'm not even sure I know what a lathe looks like. Um, <laughs> you to make it, you do to use it to make round stuff out of wood. Ah, okay. Well, very yeah. cool. That's okay. Nice. So back to <laughs> natural family planning. Yeah. Back to, back to like selling NFP in marriage prep. Like what, what can we do to, to like stop using this to sell NFP? Like what, what can, how can we, how can we talk about it instead of saying, oh, well, NFP is going to lead to a zero divorce rate. I think the, the, I think one of the struggles, Ellen, is that NFP tends to be glossed over or mentioned in a very small conversation in the marriage prep context. Yes. And so <laughs> you got really close to the mic. You feel really strongly about that. I feel very strongly about that. <laughs> and so it necessarily has to be a really bullet point watered down conversation. 
Yeah. And so it's not, you know, it's more like the, 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 the system is broken and not the actual point. So if you had a longer amount of time, um, you, we have to sell it. So I, I don't have a problem with the word sell. Selling is serving. Sell is, selling is communicating something that you believe will transform the other person's life. Like I have to sell broccoli to my kids. You know, we have to sell. <laughs> like we're always, we're constantly selling. Like one of my mentors, January Donovan says, we're either selling or being sold. So yeah. you want to, I mean, if you have something, you know, that that's going to change somebody's life, you want to sell it. And so you're going to, um, you're going to, to use words that, uh, where, to communicate to that person that this will change, you know, or have a big impact on the transformation that you want to have. I want to have a great marriage. Great. Use NFP. <laughs> and so it gets very, very simplified. Right. But the conversation is longer. Then we can really start to unpack it and say, okay, you know, here's, here's the, like the daily practice and here's what it's going to take. And here are some of the roadblocks you're going to run into. And I think that's really the conversation that needs to be had. Right. It's, it's not necessarily that, you know, anyone who's like in marriage prep, um, needs to stop trying to sell NFP. It's that we need to change from, you know, a used car salesman (laughs) who like, you know, we're selling like a Maserati, right? So, so we've got the experience, share, share your story of NFP, share your experience, let, you know, let the, the newly engaged couples who have never heard about NFP and think everything is going to be perfect in their marriage, let them into the car, into your story um, and help them understand, you know, what is it that's so awesome about NFP? Why, why are like certain weird people so passionate about it? Like this person who does this podcast, I don't know. <laughs> that, that is a fantastic point. Um, and here's what it makes me think of a good story. Isn't the hero did something and lived happily ever after right? A good story involves challenge and involves heartbreak and involves overcoming obstacles because that's real life. Yeah. Right. And so I wonder if this is part of the reason that I hear, I mean, I don't work in marriage prep directly, but you hear uh, some mistrust there because it maybe because it's being communicated as like, the fix, you know, and, and the, the be all and end all, but you're right. There's no story there. And so we can tell a story that says, here's where we were, here were our challenges and here is where we got to like, then that's, that's the story that we can relate to. I mean, it's in every, um, fairy tale, you know, there's just, there's always struggle and that's part of something that's real. Right. And it's, it's, authentic. I mean, I think mm-hmm. everyone is searching for authenticity in our world these days. And so when, when we're sitting in marriage prep and someone is just reading off bullet points on a list and they're like, oh yeah, like NFP leads to a 0% divorce rate. It doesn't even sound true. 
Right. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So we don't want to believe it, but if we get a couple up there, who's like, Hey guys, we started our marriage. We weren't using NFP. Um, this and this, and this was, were really bad. We decided to go, uh, learn NFP. Uh, we struggled through it this way and that way, but we learned these, these amazing things. And here's where we are today. And it's incredible. And so I really want to encourage you guys go learn a method. Um, it's, it's going to be fantastic mm-hmm. after some struggle. <laughs> yeah. Constantly because right. if, I mean, if, if it's not, if you're in, if it's comfortable, then, um, then we're not growing. And it, there's just, there's always an opportunity for the rest of our lives. There's always an opportunity for growth. And I, that's this, this being one of the biggest conversations in marriage, if you're practicing NFP, um, then, uh, then it is an opportunity for continued growth, both individually and in the particular spouses and, and together. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I know we have been talking for a while, but I know there was one more point that we wanted to talk about. So sorry, listeners, this is just going to be a nice long one for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, but we wanted to talk about like the intention behind using NFP and how that can make, um, all the difference when it comes to, you know, this, this like magical, uh, thing that we're talking about of, of making a perfect marriage or whatever, um, intention behind natural family planning use, um, can make a huge difference in that. So let's, let's jump in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree that really just like anything else in, in our marriage is not black and white, like, okay, we've decided to, um, to do this and we've decided that we're going to avoid pregnancy for five years. And so here's the task that you're going to do. And here's what I'm going to do. And we'll talk about it in five years. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and, and, you know, this gets into the, to the communication conversation as well, but there's, if, if that's all it is, then it doesn't have the, the depth of, um, transformation that it could have. So it's not the, the marriage saving tool, um, (laughs) that it's, that is purported to be. If, if you've not dug into, um, the spirit and mindset of really what you're doing with it. So I think some of the things that can come up or, okay, we're going to decide and we're going to, you know, you're going to do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And, um, and, and that's it. Like we've talked about a little bit already, but are you, are you doing it? Um, are you doing grudgingly because it's imposed on you by someone else? You know, have you, we not really adopted it? Okay. Well, that's, that's a, something to overcome. That's something to dig into because that's also not going to get you the, um, you know, the, the wine and roses of NFP or is, one, <laughs> is, is one spouse doing it to please the other, or to appease the other, you know, because they feel really strongly and the other one doesn't. Um, and I don't say that to be, you know, to look down on that because that happens. Um, sometimes, um, I mean, I went to my marriage, I, I was Catholic. My husband wasn't, I said, I feel strongly about doing this. He said, okay, great. And so it was, I mean, it wasn't, awkward for us, but it, it, that's very common situation. And it can be where they don't quite understand, but they're doing it because you feel strongly about it. 
And so that's something to work through and to overcome because if it stays that way forever, then it's not as, um, as powerful as it could be. Right. And I, I think what we want to get to in this point is that, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to take a look at yourself and ask, you know, why, why am I using natural family planning? Um, and, and start with the awareness of, of your why, um, you know, are, are you, have you fully embraced the teaching of natural family planning and you, you know, you're, you're excited to bring it into your marriage or, or have it in your marriage already. And, um, you know, you're having these great conversations. Fantastic. Are you, you know, are you doing it kind of grudgingly as Anna mentioned, or are you doing it specifically, you know, for your spouse and you haven't really dug into what natural family planning is? Well, yeah, take, maybe take some time to learn a little bit more or just, just sit with that question. Why, why is it that we're doing NFP in our marriage? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And each person that they're going to have a different answer. You know, um, why is the woman doing it? Why is the man doing it? Okay. Why are we doing it together? And, um, it is like anything we may disagree on those, but continuing to have that conversation can just elevate the communication, you know, just being open to continuing to have those conversations is that's where, I mean, that's where the magic happens when you are open to, to just talking about it. Um, to listening. We haven't talked about listening, but I mean, that's like the key ingredient of the communication. It really is. <laughs> I'm listening like- to the other person, regardless of, you know, of why you're doing, okay, this is why I'm doing, okay, now shut up and listen <laughs> to why, to why the other person is. And well, what does that mean for them? Right. Oh my gosh. We could, we could keep going on and on, but I think, I feel like this is a great place to close out this episode, uh, leaving, leaving all of you guys listening, uh, with that question, um, take some time this week to think about that and ask your spouse that question too. And, and don't be afraid of the hard conversation. If it is going to be a hard conversation, because again, just like what Anna said, that's where the magic happens. Like that's where true growth, true transformation is going to happen is when you have those hard conversations. I love it. Well, Anna, thank you so much. This has been such a fun episode. Ellen, thank (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for all of the, uh, the fantastic conversations that you're having about, um, NFP. It's, it's so very important that we can have the, the bigger conversations, not just in the marriages, but in, in terms of how we can communicate the, the transformation, um, and what is possible for couples. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, If you have comments, questions, concerns, uh, episode ideas, please reach out to me. I love to talk with you guys um, and hear your ideas and suggestions. My email address is in the show notes, and you can also find us on Instagram at charting toward intimacy. Until next time.